just felt this morning that this is a this is a song that we have not practiced at all. But I just feel this morning like I want to start with this. And of course, all of you know this song, so it will be you can be part of the praise team when it comes time for this course. And all of y'all join in singing really, really loudly. We're going to sing about the fact that this is a very holy place. When we come in here, the Spirit of heaven kisses earth. Heaven kisses earth, and we are caught right between it. This is a precious, special place where God meets us every week. So I would like you to all stand, and we're going to start church with this song. All of you know it very, very well. It will not come on the screen because Brother Lee did not know we were going to start with this. But if you don't mind, it goes, We are standing Oh, yes, on holy ground. On holy ground. Oh, and I know that there's angels all around. And I know that there are angels all So let us pray, oh let us praise Jesus now, Jesus now, oh we Peace of mind can 
can still be found. Aren't you happy about that? So if you have a need, I know he has the answer. So reach out, reach out and claim it. For we are standing on holy ground. I think I'm going to do that verse again. For in his presence there is joy. And at his feet, peace of mind, oh yes, can still be found. Oh yes, if you have a need. So if you have a need, I know he has your answer. Oh yes, reach out, reach out and claim it. For we are standing on holy ground. Oh, yes, let's all sing together. We are standing on holy ground. And I know, and I know, know there are angels. this morning for his presence let's thank him God we thank you Lord for your presence oh you are the mighty God you are the mighty God thank you Jesus hallelujah you may be seated just like to welcome you to the United Pentecostal Church on Sunday morning it's great to be in the house of the Lord and we are excited that you have come here to worship with us Notice I didn't say we were excited you're here, but we want you to worship. We want you to feel free and have the liberty to worship. The Bible says we must worship him in spirit and in truth. And I plan on doing that today. But we have a a few announcements today. Uh, Pastor Appreciation Month is this whole month. There will be a mailbox set up in the foyer by the greeter table, table every Sunday before service. For you to put your cards, love offerings, etc. in, we will present it to Pastor and Sister Meyer on the 30th. We are excited to have them back from General Conference. I just love seeing their smiling faces. On October the 10th, uh, Ladies United Fellowship, Sister Dickie will be speaking at Sirlon Stockade. There's a sign-up sheet in the foyer. Our care group luncheon started last week, and today is care group number two, Sister Leah Faust. October the 16th is care group three, Sister Joanne Bolton, and October the 23rd is care group one, Sister Lisa Calicote. Your care group leader will be in touch with you on what to bring. There's a bulletin board in the foyer with each group if you're unsure which you are in. 
there's a fall festival on October the 29th. Uh, there's a sign-up sheet in the foyer, and there are two spots left to go to Branson, I believe, November the 3rd through the 5th. Uh, if they need to know today on if you're going, and if you, need, you can contact Sister Meyer or Sister Lisa Calico. The Branson trip is on push pay if you'd like to pay there, but that's always a fun and exciting time. You never know what you're going to expect on that bus, but it's always great to get on that bus and have fellowship. So if y'all want to stand and just smile at someone, shake someone's hand and welcome each other here, and we're going to worship with these praise teams.
I'm thankful for the promise that he give us. He says this promise is to you and to your children and to all of those that are far off. The promise of the Holy Ghost. I'm excited to be filled. For a moment, I believe in the power of God, I believe in the healing of God, and I believe God touching my body, and I believe God touching your body. The Bible says He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If He healed those back then, if He raised the dead, if He healed the blind, if He healed the sick back then, there's no reason that He cannot do it today. We've got to step out in faith and believe in our God that He's going to heal us. So we have a few prayers. Uh, we need to pray for Sherman Whitley this morning. We need to pray for Sister Dot Lipscomb. She had surgery this week. Uh, Sister Brenda, or Brenda, Sister Carolyn Clark's friend, she needs prayer. Betty, Sister Carolyn Clark's friend, needs prayer. Lucille McFatridge needs prayer. Carl Thompson, Don Howe, C- uh, Sister Jane, the Miller Gamberry. Uh, Katie Gamberry's nephew, six-month-old, critically ill, he needs a miracle. I'm believing in God to touch that young child's life. I believe in miracles still. Christine De La Rosa, pray, pray for her salvation. Brandon Hutchins needs a prayer. Uh, Vicky Size, Sister Stacy Bowden's friend, has cancer. Monica Helm is on three different chemos. Rex Foster continues uh, needing prayer. Lloyd Ushery will be having surgery soon we need to continue to pray for brother bob bolton brother tw hosh sister lois weems dennis shannon sister billy bolton brother and sister bristow brother and sister proctor brother and sister billy trinado chaplain steve gibbs george and mildred pratt we need to continue to lift up our president our nation uh the political leaders our local government leaders and just anyone that has an effect on what's happening in this world today. I believe God can change the mindset of people if he will put godly people in their lives and remove from them the destruction what Satan's trying to do to them. So if you want to stand today, the Bible says that if there's any sick among you, to call for the elders of the church and they will anoint you with oil. And that's what we're going to do this morning. And by your faith, you shall be healed. So if you have a need in your body this morning, we have ministers down here that will pray for you. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come here, Lord, to seek something from you this morning. God, I plead the blood of Jesus over every name that was read before you. God, I pray that you would touch Brother Proctor and Sister Proctor this morning. God, give them the strength that they need. Touch the outpouring of the Brother Biden today, God. Touch our president, Lord. Give him strength in his mind today, God. Be with the leaders of this nation. Be with our military. Be with our police officers today, God. Stir up a gift inside of them.
Cover me when I'm not strong. Cover me when I am going through the storm. Cover me when all seems hopeless. Cover me when my faith is gone. Let the peace that passes all I understand. Cover me. Cover me. Cover me when Cover me when I'm not strong. Cover me when I am going through the storm. Cover me when all seems hopeless. Cover me when my faith is gone. Let the peace that passes all I understand. Cover me. ushers get ready to come y'all may go ahead and come but as they get ready every every weekend and week out to have to figure out what songs how to lead and guide us into to worship because it says God inhabits the praises of his people and I want to be inhabited so much by him that I can't contain so with ushers you may come you may be seated if you need to reach your pocketbooks but God loves a cheerful giver and uh, I'm always excited about giving to God so Lord, we're thankful for this day. We're thankful for this opportunity to give back to you, Lord. We just pray that you would bless this offering, bless those that have to give, bless those that do not. But, Lord, we just pray that you would further it to your kingdom in Jesus' name.
who are headed in a direction that is going to create a aura for those who are looking around for direction. I want you to know that thousands of people gathered and scores of thousands could not make it to the general convention, but at the same time, God delivered the word to the people that were there. There was one of the most phenomenal phenomenal closeouts as far as the meeting on this past Friday night that I have been to in a long, long time, which tells us in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And there was a grandeur and miracles of healing and miracles of revelation that took place. So I come to you today, and I am so thrilled to have with us this wonderful family that is rising up. Are some of them gone to the classes already? Well, maybe the two of you could stand. Brother and Sister Seth Williams are absolutely... such a blessing to each other and thus they can bless us now if they didn't bless each other it wouldn't work up here but they have learned to bless each other then they took on several children to bless and in blessing the Lord blesses those who bless others and the Lord has blessed him with a real enriched realization and revelation of the now and of the future and uh, Psalms 24 says it this way the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof the world and all that dwell in it for he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord or who shall stand in his holy place he and he describes the realization of the new birth all the way back in Psalms 24 he that hath clean hands a pure heart who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity that means earth's way of doing things nor sworn deceitfully That means covenanted with carnality. And he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, Selah. Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be ye lift up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in who is this king of glory the lord strong mighty the lord mighty in battle if you're going through something get close to jesus get the holy ghost stirred up in your life let the name of god be the resounding voice by which you speak lift up your heads O you gates even lift them up you everlasting doors somebody say i'm going through you got to have a door, and he is the door, the way, the truth, and the life. And no man gets into the glory 
It's phenomenal how that David could see the future way before it got here. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. And so we have a wonderful evangelist with spiritual authority who has completely become intimate with this kind of scripture that I read in your hearing. He and his wife have become spiritually one people. And the glory of the Lord resonates in the ministry he has provided for us. And we are so thankful for that. He will be ministering Wednesday night. And uh, I am so thrilled that God has given us this parenthetical time for somebody that loves people, loves God, loves his wife, loves his children. And we all know what love is, giving protection and provision. And he's a giver. And would you stand and make welcome to this pulpit again, Brother Seth Williams, and thank you for your offerings. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. It is so good to be in the house of the Lord. I am most undeserving of those kind words, but I give honor today to Pastor and Sister Meyer, and I say that because I know where I come from, and I know what I have done. I was not born that way, but I was reborn, and that rebirth washed me of everything I used to be and provided an opportunity for me to become who God wanted me to be. And amen, that opportunity is available for everybody under the sound of my voice today. It doesn't matter where you come from or what you've been through or where you was raised and this, that, and the other. It doesn't matter what you've done up to this point in life. Everybody has the opportunity to be born again, amen, of the water and of the spirit. And old things pass away, and behold, all things become new. It doesn't matter how young you are or how old you are. If there is still breath in your lungs, there's an opportunity for God to do something in your world today. Amen. I must concur with Brother Meyer. We had a phenomenal general conference and amazing moves of God, amazing words of God. And it's amazing how God will use people from all over the place and will, in essence, say the same thing. They didn't preach the same messages. They didn't title the same titles. But it's, it's amazing when God is in it, he orchestrates it. And it lines up one right after the other. And it was just a continual flow into God's spirit. But I've come today back to Paris, Texas to let you know that that same flow didn't stay in Orlando, Florida, but I've come with a word today. God spoke into my spirit, and I knew I was supposed to be back here today, and, and I know what God wants to do in this place, and that same flow that happened there, I'm, I'm fixing to tell you what's about to happen. There's fixing to be a love of God's spirit to flow into this place. Minds are going to be healed. Hearts are going to be remended. Relationships are going to be restored. Because of the love of Jesus Christ that is going to flow into this house. Amen. If you have your Bibles, Hebrews chapter number 4 and verse number 2. We are so honored to be back here. Amen. We finally, I think I finally got the jet lag off of me. We uh, flew Friday morning. Well, we didn't get to bed till almost 3 Friday morning. Then our flight left at 840. We flew two hours, got in the car, rode two hours, got in the truck, and drove five and a half hours. That was all Friday. 
So I took yesterday, I think we left and had lunch, and we went back to the trailer, and we didn't do anything. Amen. So I think I finally got the jet lag off. I mean, my kids will probably be sleeping over there in Sunday school here in just a minute, but that'll be all right. I give honor to my beautiful wife today. Amen. I love her dearly. Uh, She is a blessing to me, and I, I may be a blister to her. I'm not sure how all that works. Amen. But I am thankful for her. Hebrews 4 and 2. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with the faith in them that heard it. Amen. God bless you. And you may be seated. I've come today to preach by the anointing of the Holy Ghost and the help of God. When the mixture is right, when the mixture is right, anything is possible. Paul is writing a letter to the Hebrews talking about the rest or salvation and the things that are to come to those that have acted upon the word of God. And as I was preparing a message and as I was dealing with this and as God spoke into my spirit, I thought of different stories that we could tell and different things that we could use to build a a foundation and to segue into the message and what God would have speak. I heard the resounding words that Paul penned to Timothy, his son, in the gospel when he said, preach the word. We don't need rooms filled with smoke. We don't need hype and we don't need to fake a move of God. But what our world needs today is some Somebody to rise up and to declare the word of God. You need something to break through in your spirit. We need to preach the word of God. You need something to help fix your home. We need to preach the word of God. It's not going to be a bunch of hype that's going to fix your home. It's not going to be a bunch of hype that's going to fix what you got going on. It's not going to be stories, smoke, lights, and mirrors. But what will fix our world today is the word of God. What still breaks the yoke of sin is the word of God. What still heals minds, hearts, and souls is the word of God I'm sorry I didn't come with fancy stories but I've come with the word of God and I declare to this people chains are about to break lives are about to be restored and healing is about to happen in this room John 1 and 1 says in the beginning was the word And the word was with God. And the word was God. But we've got to go beyond just the hearing of the word. We've got to act upon the word of God. It does us no good to hear the word of God if that's as far as we go. But amen, the word when it is preached, it will demand something of you. Amen. The word of God isn't just some fairy tale story that should sit on our shelf and collect dust that we look at and say, we've got it in our home. I'm telling you right now, there's not an issue you're going to face that isn't already covered in the word of God. We're not the first people to face battles. We're not the first people to face trials. We're not the first people to go through tribulation and persecution and this, that, and the other. There have been people long before you and I, and the word will get us through. Amen. If God be for me, then who can be against me? With God fighting my battles, there's not a devil too big. There's not a mountain too high. There's not a valley too low. There's not a dark that is so dark that God can't light the way for me. We read in our opening text, Paul tells the Hebrews, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But it didn't profit them because the word preached was not acted upon. 
That's where he draws the line. He said the same gospel was preached to us as it was to them. But the problem is, is we didn't mix it with faith. We didn't get the mixture right. We heard the word, but we did nothing with it. Paul is referencing back into the Old Testament saying, look what happened to Moses and the Israelites. God set them free from Egypt. God gave them a promised land to obtain. And because they took the report of 10 of the 12 spies, they mixed the promises of God with fear and they died in a wilderness. I declare to you, it matters what you do with what you hear preached across the pulpit. It matters what you do, what you read in your daily devotion. And, and if you don't have a daily devotion, maybe you ought to develop one because this word will, this word will lead us through this world. And I know we're facing times that those before us probably didn't face. We're facing the same thing they used to face. It's just it's made itself more manifest. It's more open now. It's still the same devil. It's still the same tricks. It's still the same tactics. It's just on a greater level. But I got news for you. Even though the devil is still trying his thing, my God is still the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And he has all power in heaven and in earth and even under the earth. I serve a God that has never lost a battle. I serve a God that's undefeated. I serve a God that when he steps on the scene, things have to change. Not that they can change, but when he steps into a room, all of hell begins to tremble. And when he walked into this room this morning, all of hell began to tremble. Sister Meyer, you opened up with probably one of my favorite songs. We are standing on holy ground. And there are angels all around. My mind begins to think, God, I don't deserve to be here. I don't deserve to enter this place. But because of a love of God, because of God's love for humanity, because of God's love for you and I today, the fact that he looks beyond what we have done, he looks beyond the mistakes that we have made and the choices that we made. He said, I love you enough that I'll still let you step on the holy ground. I love you enough that I'll still let you feel my presence. Is there anybody in this room thankful for the love of God today? Why they sent spies in, I don't really know to begin with. Because if God says it, then you ought to just go ahead and act upon it. God is trying to bring you and I out. And fear and chaos of this world puts us into a corner that says, well, maybe we need to just go scout the land out first. Fear and chaos is going on around that says, well, you know, God, I believe you, but, but we need a little preview first. I, I need to be able to see and make sure that it's going to be okay. I've got news for you. If God says move, you ought to move. Don't worry about how it's going to happen. Don't worry about when it's going to happen. Don't worry about what you got to All you got to do is trust in the Lord and keep moving forward. Somebody in this room today, you need to get the mixing bowl out and you need to act upon. God has spoke to you. God has moved into your world. God has gave you direction and you're still sitting still on it. I know what God did around here Sunday and Wednesday. I was here. And so were you. And God gave clear direction and God spoke in our lives and I'm so humbled and honored that he would do so. And, but you gotta understand, it's gotta be more than just hearing the word. James 1 and 22 says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. 
If you just hear the word and you don't do anything with it, you're deceiving yourself. You're robbing yourself. You're stealing from yourself because God's word isn't just some fairy tale story. It's the most relevant, most accurate book you'll find on any library. This is the living word of God. And if God declared something to you, I don't care how bad you've had to battle or how tough the devil says he is. He's a thief and a liar. And there's nothing he can do to stop you from getting your miracle. There's nothing he can do to stop you from getting your promise. There's nothing he can do to stop your family from moving forward in the kingdom of God. Being a doer of the word is more than just living a life in line with the word of God. And we must align ourselves with the word of God. Please don't mistake what I'm saying. But being a doer of the word means we have access to every promise in this book. Every miracle from Genesis to Revelation. You and I have access to it today. If we aren't seeing the miracles, it's because we're deceiving ourselves. And we're not mixing the word with faith. The word will be preached and and we have people that open services and say, I believe in miracles and prayer service. And he got two amens. Is it okay to be real today? I'm not being judgmental or critical, but when a man stands in a pulpit and declares, I still believe I serve a God of miracles and gets two amens, we've got to check ourselves because we're putting something wrong in the mixture. We're putting fear and doubt where faith is supposed to be. You want to know why we ain't seen miracles? It's because you doubt that you still serve the miracle working God. But I've walked into this place today full of faith and authority of the Holy Ghost and I declare that your miracles in this room and if somebody I'll start pouring in a little faith that says, hey, you know what? I hadn't seen it yet, but today's my day. It hadn't happened yet, but I believe it can still happen. We need men and women to say, hey, more than just hearing the word, I'm going to act upon it, and I'm going to mix it with faith. I still serve the miracle working God. Miracles happen in conference, and miracles will happen in this room if somebody will just mix some faith. It's not enough to just believe we're going to see miracles take place. Fear says it's okay to believe, but don't get out of your pew. Fear says it's okay to believe, but don't you dare go get prayed for. Fear says it's so oh, you know what? That, that you think, oh, well, you know what? I made it to church. That's good. The devil's okay with you being at church. He's okay with you clapping your hands and going through the motions a little bit. He's okay with you singing along the words to the songs and, and going along with the music and tapping your feet and on your, that's all perfect and fine. But what starts stirring up the devil, what starts making the devil tremble is when a saint of God understands, I don't have to deal with this anymore. I don't have to fight this anymore. And you start getting up a little bit and you start lifting your hands a little and you say, you know what? I'm going to step out of this pew and I'm going to make my way around the front. The devil's okay with your normal routine. And your normal routine hadn't brought you a breakthrough. And your normal routine hadn't brought your miracle. Do what you've always done and you'll get what you've always got. But somewhere along the way, somebody's going to have to take out the mixing bowl. And somebody's going to have to say, oh, fear, you don't belong here anymore. Doubt, you're not welcome here anymore. I'm just going to start believing. Even though I can't see it, I believe it. Even though it hadn't happened, I still claim it today. 
If faith is believing without seeing, then there's got to be praise before the promise. There's got to be a dance before the deliverance. Faith says, I believe it before it happens. But our mindset says, is God, I'm going to pray for this. And when you do it, I'll give you all the praise. Amen. When you do it, God, when I, when I know for sure, when I'm secure and safe in my promise, when I'm safe and secure with the deliverance of my blessing, then I will praise you. I declare to you, if some of you will rise up and start praising before your promise arrives, your promise will happen in the middle of your praise. And the next thing you know, all of a sudden that pain is gone. And all of a sudden that mind has peace. And all of a sudden that heart's not as troubled as it was. I want you to know today, it's time to quit mixing all the chaos of the world into your promise of God. And it's time to start mixing. I know it sounds radical. I know it sounds crazy. But you've come too late because God has healed my physical body. God has gave me peace in my mind, joy in my spirit. This isn't something I've heard about. I have experienced it. Fear and doubt says there's no way that God's going to heal you. Fear and doubt said there's no way that it can happen. But remember, we've already discussed and declared that this is the word of God, right? And this word is true. It doesn't, you can take a pen knife and you can cut out whatever you want to. You still haven't changed the word of God. You might have uh, uh, manipulated and changed the physical copy you have in your hand, but this is the word of God. It's already forever settled in heaven and there won't be anybody that can change it. And in this word, Isaiah 53 and 5 says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes ye are are healed ye are healed I still believe in miracles today I still believe that the stripes upon his back was for our healing and I believe that when somebody will rise up in faith and says you know what in spite of the pain I still believe in spite of all the medication I have to take I still believe by his stripes we are healed I apologize to the media team today. I gave you none of this. And just, I'm going to go so fast through it. Don't even try. Matthew 7, 7 and 8 says, Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth. And he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. But you know, it's like when you told somebody you would come by and you really don't want to go by and you, and you pull up and you hope they're not there and you just... Woo, I come by and you wasn't home. I was sitting in the living room. What are you talking about? You just gave him that little. We come to God the same way. Because the reality is, and help me right now, God. The reality is if God makes it right for us, we won't have anything left to complain about. If God fixes my situation between my brother and my sister... And the folks that I've got awed against and the issues I have with them, if he fixes it, I won't have nothing to be mad about anymore. 
I won't have no excuses for why I can't worship. I won't have any more excuses for why I can't make it to prayer meeting. I won't have any more excuses of why I can't rise up to my feet and worship with the praise team and I can't get behind the preacher when he's preaching. It's because we've just gave him that little knock and we've ran off. But it's time today that you get so tired of your situation that you said, you know what, God, I won't do it today because I don't want to break it. But some of you need to roll up to a door like you're the police looking for somebody and you need to knock on that thing a little bit and say, hey, I need something today. Preacher, I've been to the door. Well, knock again. Ask again. Sometimes God gives you a no just to test your perseverance, just to see how bad do you really want it. I've asked before. Ask again. I've knocked before. Knock again. Hey, to him that knock it shall be open. To him that asks you shall receive. It's time we mix the faith with the word today. Blind Bartimaeus had to mix some faith even in the face of naysayers. Even against popular demand, Bartimaeus said, not this time. I've laid here blind long enough. I've been identified by my circumstances long enough. You see, his mama didn't name him blind Bartimaeus. She named him Bartimaeus. He probably went by the nickname if he was in Arctic. They probably called him Bart. But I dare say mama didn't look at him and say, Brother Griffith, come here, little blind Bartimaeus. But he was labeled and identified with his predicament, labeled and identified with what had happened to him and what he was going through. And he got to the place where he was so tired of it, he didn't care what anybody else had to say. He didn't care how much opposition there was against him. He knew Jesus was coming by and he was going to do something. And he cried out, Jesus, thou son of David. And opposition says, not right now, blind Bartimaeus. We'll toss you a coin in a little bit. Oh, that's sister so-and-so. She's just seeking for attention. Oh, she always does that. Oh, that's just brother so-and-so. He, he gets a little carried away. Y'all don't mind him. We'll, we'll, we'll toss you a bone in just a minute. We'll, we'll, we'll give you something in just a minute. But, you know, there's got to be point where somebody rises up and says you know what I don't care what anybody else in this room says about I'll tell you right now there's a, there's a reason some of you hadn't got your breakthrough is because you're worried about what the person at the other end of the pew is going to think about you I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not being rude. I'm just going to be real today. We have got to get to the place with all due respect. Well, I can't look at her and say it. Brother Tanner, can I look at you? Because I can't say this to her. We've got to get to the place where I don't care what you say. I don't care what you, now y'all see why I couldn't say that to her. <laughs> Amen. I still, I still need a place to lay down tonight. I still need somebody to love me and take care of me. But I don't care what you have to say. I don't care if you don't like the way I dance. I don't care if you don't like the way I shout. I don't care if you, because I'm not here for you. I didn't show up for you. I love you and I care about you. But it's not about me and you right now. It's about me and him. And I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it sounds like. I've got to cry the more louder. Jesus. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Some of you need to quit worrying about popular opinion and quit worrying about egos and all this other junk and just start mixing in some faith and let God move. (laughs) 
He cried the more louder, even when the who's who told him to hush. He cried the more louder, even though he really couldn't see what was going on. He cried the more louder, unconcerned with who was around him. And Jesus stopped. Uh, This is my favorite saying, and you've heard me say it before. We don't control God, but we create the atmosphere for God to move in. We've got the ability today. I wonder how many miracles are aborted every day in our church houses because people won't mix faith. I used to sing that song. He's passing by this moment. Your needs to supply. So reach out and touch the Lord as he goes by. He's passing by this moment, your needs to supply. And then it gives you a command to make an action. So reach out. What, I got to do something? I, I gotta. He's passing by. And I wonder how many times us just sitting there has caused him she didn't want it today. I'm not talking about you in particular. Or maybe I am. I don't know. But I dare say, if somebody walked by like this, let me get this thing out of here. I didn't make it past the first person. He ain't going to get very far with that. But you understand what I'm saying today. If I'll reach out like that for something that's monetary, why can't I reach out for something like that that's eternal? Why can't I reach out for something like that that's going to heal my body? Why can't I reach out for something like that that's going to save my soul? I want you to know he's passing by this moment with your miracle. He's walking through this room right now, aisle by aisle, row by row, and he's walking by with your miracle in his hand. He's walking by with your deliverance in his hand. He's walking by with your blessing in his hand. He's walking by with your family's healing, your family's restoration, your children's salvation, and he's coming by but somebody's going to have to reach out somebody's going to have to rise up somebody's going to have to do something and when Bartimaeus reached out Jesus put the brakes on and he said bring him here and he asked him he, God's an all knowing God but he still looked at him pastor and he said what do you need me to do He could look at him and know he was blind. It's not real hard to do. He could look at him and know probably what he needed. He's an all-knowing God. And just because he, let let me say something. He was just as much God as he was man. Jesus Christ is God manifested in flesh, not separate deities. He was just as much God as he was man. And he looked at him and he said, what do you want me to do? And he still had to acknowledge his need. Bartimaeus could have looked at him and said, well, duh. I mean, you're God. You know what I need. He could do what some of us do and we just brush by it and we say, because we really don't want to address it. We don't want to speak it out loud and we'll say, God, you know what I have need of. Been there, done that. Got the T-shirt and the return voucher. 
God, do you know what I But he said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And when he reached out and when he addressed his need, Jesus healed him immediately. I'm telling you, there's some immediate miracles fixing to happen in this room today. If somebody will just reach out and touch the Lord. The lady with the issue of blood, for 12 years she fought her circumstance. For 12 years she battled. Don't think she wasn't frustrated. Don't think she wasn't tired. Don't think she wasn't ready to quit. And I probably wouldn't have blamed her if she did. She spent every dime she had. She had fought every battle, went to every doctor she could, and nothing made her better. But because everything else failed her, because everything else let her down, it didn't stop her when she heard that Jesus was coming by. She said, you know what? I've tried everything and everybody else. They ain't been able to do nothing for me, but I know who Jesus is. And if I can just get, she was tired. She was frustrated because of her issue. I'm sure she was frail, weak, and anemic but there was something inside of her that said I believe it's strong enough that even though I'm weak I'm still going to get to him now there have been guys that have got down on the floor and they've gave illustrations that she had to crawl and scratch and kick and buck and snort and spit just to get I don't, I don't know that that's what happened but you can put two and two together and probably assume that she was frustrated I don't have Bible for that. It's just my imagination. But if you've wanted something for 12 years and you've wanted it bad enough that you were willing to spend every penny you had to your name, I'm sure when it didn't happen, you'd become frustrated. Get frustrated when I I go somewhere and they don't have the, the drink that I want. Man, I really needed it. I get frustrated when I go somewhere and I, I order my favorite thing on the menu. Oh, we're out of that today. What? No, you can't be out of that. I can imagine after 12 years, she's frustrated. And there are people in this room right now, you're frustrated. You're frustrated. You're tired. You're weary. You're worn. But there's got to be something that will rise up in you that says, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to get to where Jesus is. You know what? I don't care what I got to do. I'm so hungry for my miracle. I'm so desperate. I'm so, I'm in such a dire need that I'm going to push through the crowd. And even if I can just get a hold of the hem of his garment. Matthew 9 and 28 records. And when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus saith unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this. And they said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith. He didn't say according to my power. He didn't say according to what I can do or according to who I am. But he said according to your faith. Then I want you to know you've got power in the room today over your circumstance. You've got authority today over what you've been going through. And it's going to be your faith that's going to bring a miracle. It's going to be your faith that's going to open up the heavens. It's going to be your faith that's going to cause Jesus to stop and work on your behalf. wasn't enough for them to be at the same house where Jesus was but they followed him in and they made their way to where he was at it was a withered man the man with the withered hand Jesus is ministering and he sees this man and he says stretch forth thine hand he didn't say stretch forth thine withered hand sister Meyer that man had a choice to make Because I'm sure, like most anybody else, we hide our problems in our pockets. 
I hide my problem in my back pocket. That thing Brother Tanner tried to take a while ago. That's my problem. Sure, he had that withered hand tucked away. So I don't want anybody to see I'm going through anything. I'm ashamed by what I'm facing. I'm embarrassed by what it's going, going through my life right now. And I'm sure he kept that thing tucked away in his pocket. And Jesus simply said, stretch forth thine hand. And he could have been guilty of what we do and stretch forth that good hand. Everything's good, pastor. Huh? That don't happen here. It's that church between the north and south pole. We'll talk about them for a minute. And what they do is when there's an invitation to an altar and what they do when there's a word that meets where they're living and God's moving on them and God's drawing them and we don't want anybody to know we're going through it so we just, we give the all good. Used to pull my kids on a tube behind my boat and this meant everything's fine. When I was a kid, this meant I want to go faster. I'm trying to say I'm okay and my uncle thought that meant let's go faster. We give God that all clear. Don't worry, I'm almost done. I know this is longer than you're used to me preaching, and I, I'm not going to apologize for it, but, but God's working across this congregation right now. God's moving in your life right now, and you've got to get to the point where you quit giving the all clear. You've got to say, here's my withered hand. He had to have the faith to stretch forth that ailment, to stretch forth that problem. It was out of faith, not that I'm going to be ridiculed or not that I'm going to be made fun of, not that I'm going to be mocked, but if I'm going to get healed, it's got to be right now. It's got to be today. If I'm going to get healed, i got to stretch it forth. If it's going to happen, I've got to do something more than keep it in my pocket. I've got to do something more than what I've been doing, and I've got to get it out into the open where God can touch it and where God can change it. And he stretched it forth. A move of faith. Not only could we go through the word of God and tell story after story after story and tell where people acted and then God reacted. But in this room today, God's calling somebody to action. God's calling somebody to make a move of faith. And when you make a move of faith, Acts chapter 2, after a move of faith in the upper room, the promise poured out and it fled out into the street and it caused a group of people to say, what must we do to be saved? And then Peter gives the altar call. He says, repent of your sins, be baptized in Jesus' name, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But it wasn't enough for them to hear. They acted upon it, and 3,000 were added to the church that day. There's power in your actions, and there's just as much adverse power in your non-reactions, your non-actions, I should say. You stand with me all across this room. Praise and music team comes. I'll get to what God gave me. The Bible talks about faith, hope, and love. We've got worship down. Amen. We know how to pray. We know how to shout. We know how to sing. We know how to dance. We know how to preach with the preacher when he's preaching. But I'll tell you what's stopping some of your breakthrough in this very room. This ain't a church in the North and South Pole. This is this church in Paris, Texas. The Lord spoke so clearly into my spirit. He said, what's stopping them 
at their lack of love for one another. A church like this, it's, it's, it's small enough that we know one another and we know each other's problems and, and we know what we've been through together, but yet it's big enough in size that we can sit on the other, other side of the room and we can avoid that art that we have. We can avoid that person and we can come in this door and go out that door and never have to see them because they use that door and they sit on this side and we've got contention and we've got problems and we've got things going on between us and we wonder why my miracle hadn't happened. This message with the title, When the Mixture is Right, I know I preached it here before. You're not telling me nothing I don't know. Maybe some of you forgot it. It's okay too. But the Lord said, they're mixing hate in where miracles are trying to happen. When I opened this service and this sermon, this message, whatever you want to call it, and I said God was going to heal I did mean physical bodies, but then I also said minds and hearts and relationships. I'm not just talking about the relationship in your home. There are some relationships in this room that are under your roof that God's going to mend. But there are some relationships in this room from people on this side of the room to that side and people mixed in this middle that God is wanting to heal in this room today. Let's not act like it's not real, okay? Please. People get hurt. People get upset. People say things in the heat of a moment. People do things that they regret, but we can't just go on about it and let bygones be bygones and and just say that it's water under the bridge without addressing it. And if you want to be biblical about it, the Bible says if you have aught against your brother, you are to go to them. (sighs) Bless God, I'm going to move over here. I'm going to sit with my arms folded and I'm not going to talk to them until they apologize to me. Brother Griffith, I've been on the raw end of this thing called misunderstanding. That's why I'd rather pick up the phone and call somebody. Text messages. Social media. Don't be a keyboard warrior. That's not the place to air out your issues. And I'm going to say something here, and he has no idea I'm going to say it. And if he tells me to shut up and sit down, I will give him this microphone, and I will do just that. But the reason why some of you are still facing ailment in your body... The reason why some of you can't get your financial miracle, the reason why some of you can't have peace in your home is because when you're outside of these four walls, you're talking too much nonsense and negativity about the shepherd God has put in your life. with 100% of what is said but you better quit talking about your man of God 
It's a spirit of Jezebel that rises up and tries to make the man of God an equal. It tries to make the man of God lesser than that says, I put my shoes on the same way you do. Yes, you do. But God has put him as a watchman on the wall for your soul. And the reason you're damned and the reason you're fighting hell and the reason why you ain't seen your miracle is because you're too busy talking about your shepherd. I curse the spirit of Jezebel and there are people in this room today that you need to repent of that filthy spirit that has got a hold of you and then restoration will happen. This is more than a sermon. We're in spiritual warfare right now. I want some prayer warriors of old to start lifting your voice and pray right now. There's some spirits of hell rising up in this room. And I take authority over them right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm telling somebody in this room today, you need to get rid of that spirit. I know, I know. A conversation led way further than you thought it would. And you said some things you wished you wouldn't have said. The only place to take care of them is in an altar of repentance. The only place to make it right is in an altar of repentance. In an altar of restoration. In an altar where God's love is still for you. Some of you need to put love back in the mixture. Where your pride and your ego has been mixed in with your individuality. We've gotten real good at modifying behaviors and never changing hearts. I can change my appearance, that's good. For lack of better expressions and I mean no disrespect or harm but I I could take the the worst of the worst out of any sin out of any drugs any prostitute anybody and I can dress them up and I can make them look apostolic we're good at modifying behaviors I'm ready to go nobody will ever know but the Bible says the issues of life are in the heart. You dress your outside up all you want to, but until you get that out of your heart, hmm, you can shout all over the front of this church if you want to. I don't care if you lay on the floor and you roll. I don't care if you shout till your hair falls down until you get that out of your heart. Your circumstance ain't going to change. Sometimes you apologize even though you feel like you don't need to apologize. Even though you don't feel like you have to say, I'm sorry, you do it for them. You know what? For, you know who forgiveness sets free? What'd you say, Sister Meyer? Forgiveness sets you free. If I forgive somebody, it sets me free. I know words hurt, I know you probably got embarrassed. 
I know we use that terrible word. I'm just so offended. We've got to get rid of an offended spirit. An offended spirit is crippling churches across America today because instead of looking to make it right, we're looking for a reason to be offended so we can justify not being here. I started once to ask them to stop the live stream, but there's people at home right now that your offended spirit is driving you into a devil's hell, but you need to come back home to the Father's house. And there are people in this room right now with an offended spirit that you've dressed it up on the outside, but the inside's still filthy. I know I intended to be way more evangelical than this. But I asked God in that prayer room, I walked that gym yesterday and I prayed and I said, God, let me walk in the Holy Ghost. I don't want to sermonize and preach people to an emotional response. But I want to walk in the Holy Ghost and see lives changed and see souls saved. An offended spirit will send you from a church pew to a devil's hell. I'm asking everybody that will to come and to get the mixture right. I still believe and we haven't taken a turn so drastic that God can't heal your body. But you're going to have to get the mixture right. Maybe as you come, you need to find somebody in this room. Maybe y'all need to meet on common ground here in the middle and you need to put your arm around them and you need to say, I'm sorry. We've let friendships go by the wayside. We've let camaraderie die in a moment of offense. (laughs) It's that step of faith outside of a pew. It's not a show. It's not a display. It's not let me walk down there and parade the front so I can be embarrassed and people know I got things going on in my world. But it's a step of faith that says I refuse to be kept here anymore. When you get hungry, you got to go to the refrigerator. When you get ready to cook something, you still got to get the ingredients and put them in the bowl and do the work. And when you want something from God, you got to cry out, Bartimaeus. You got to push through the crowd, lady, with the issue of blood. You got to get through the fear, the doubt, and the unbelief and get to where Jesus is. I want every hand lifted and every eye closed. I don't want anybody looking around right now, please. You need to defy that spirit, sir. That's keeping you bound in that pew right now. You need to defy that spirit right now that's speaking lies into your mind and telling you not you, not today, not here, not now. The devil is a liar and I take authority over that lie right now. Come on, ma'am, lift your voice right now. Let's get the mixture right today. As I assure you, what's going to happen right now 
is there's fixing to be an atmosphere shift. And when you pour out and you start mixing, it's going to shift from a state of repentance. It's going to shift from a state of forgiveness. And then the miraculous power of God is going to fall. Because what's going to happen is when we get relationships mended and we get repentance out there, then we clean the air, we clear the vessel, and then God pours out. That's it. Lift your voice and pray as they begin to sing. Come on, somebody, let that wall down. You've had to build a wall to protect you from being hurt again. You've had to build a wall to seclude yourself and to lock yourself away because you don't want to be offended again. Let that wall down and God's going to remove that offense. And I give all I say to you, Lord, here I am. Somebody swallow your pride and go one to another. not I'll take care of it after service there's a healing in this room right now for your friendship there's a healing for your family in this room right now